0: Hi, this is Anne-Marie Fox and you're listening to my podcast On Your Terms, where I talk to people from all walks of life who have made amazing changes in their careers to live life on their own terms. I'll be giving away loads of career advice, including self-branding, interviews, CV tips along the way. If you enjoy listening to these amazing stories, please subscribe for free to my podcast. Hello and welcome back to my podcast on your terms today I have a fantastic lady on that I'm very excited to chat further to. Um, Hi Gina Oglesby, how are you? I'm good, Amory. Thank you. How are you today? I'm great. I'm great. Um, as I mentioned, Gina has a fantastic journey to date where she has changed her career and work focus to fit around her family and her own needs. Gina is currently the founder and director of Back to Work Connect. Um, she recently set it up as when she was looking for something similar herself, there was nothing like it available. So, Gina, I'd love to maybe hear a little bit more about who you are and a bit about Back to Work Connect.
1: Okay, so uh, the Back to Work Connect is a social enterprise um, that we started in October last year. Um, It's a career hub, but it has a career and training and supports. So what we're looking to do is we're looking to connect stay-at-home parents, returners and career changers back to the workforce by empowering them to see the options, to see their potential and to be able to access everything in a one-stop shop, which is our hub. Um, as you said, I looked for a long time to find something that was part-time or flexible to work around You know, my kids and there just isn't anything there and where there's lots of jobs boards and there's lots of training boards, there's none that combine the two and there's none that actually look specifically at the very challenging needs that stay-at-home parents find themselves in there's a lot of obstacles that you know they find that it's just difficult to overcome particularly when you have a single income family where there's no social welfare support you know they're not they don't have access to unemployment supports Um, and what we wanted to do is we wanted to bridge that gap we wanted to provide those supports to people who couldn't get it them anywhere else
0: that's fantastic and um I suppose just maybe getting back a little bit before all of that, um, you know, can you bring me back to when you were younger? What did you actually want to be when you grew up?
1: You know, the funny thing is I actually don't remember ever having anything that I wanted to do when I grew up. Um I think that closest wow. to an idea of what I wanted to do was I wanted to be in the army. So when I finished because I was I, I liked sports, I was big into sports, so um I suppose I did a course in adventure sports after school. I did a PLC after school in adventure sports. And I thought, yeah, this is, this is the way wow. to go. Uh, and a year in, realized how really hard work this is yeah. um, and how very little money there was to, um, to be earned in this kind of industry. So I quickly changed tack. Um, and then I went back to study at night. Um, I did a diploma in legal studies. Um, and then I went back and I did my uh, purchasing and material management exams um, and so I ended up being a buyer by default rather than by choice, um, okay. and then I spent about ten years as a senior buyer for the construction industry.
0: All right, okay, okay. So when you say by default and not by choice, was it just that that was the first job available to you and you
1: fell into it? It kind of. I mean, I started to work for um, a truck and bus company, and you know, it's funny how we we put our CVs together. I said I was the assistant um he was the purchasing manager and i was his assistant but i was really his pa but okay. you know so when i got that assistant purchasing manager's job i was able to get into a, you know a, a buyer's job yes. even though i was yeah <laughs> So um, I yeah so I slotted in I found a job in one of the biggest construction companies um, in Ireland at the time um, and I was there for about seven or eight years. Um, so I started you know just to, as a buyer and then I became one of the senior buyers and we had quite a big team.
0: It was wow. fairly
1: full on. It was a very busy organisation. It went through um, the huge boom in the early noughties, yeah. um and then ultimately the crash in the um, 2009
0: yeah yeah so
1: did you enjoy it
0: even though as you said it hadn't been something you had thought of doing did you actually enjoy those couple of years there
1: I did. I mean, when I was there, I mean, it was a fantastic place to work. I was in my early twenties. There was, you know, you know, there was genuinely, there was a party every weekend. There was an event every week. It was the, yeah. absolutely the, we had great fun and it was a really good company to work for. I suppose the problem arose then. Um, I got married in 2006 um, and I was incredibly lucky to have my, my, my first little girl very quickly afterwards. Um, But the problem then arose when I came, when I was on maternity leave and I was looking to return and I said, look, I really don't want to go back to 40 hours a week. And is there anything flexible or part time? And it was a flat no um okay and they just didn't entertain it um so while i was on maternity leave i was offered redundancy um and i just sort of felt i didn't really have an option Uh, i didn't want to leave her Uh, you know i had had her for a reason so that i could spend time with her so i could you know um and so that's how i i ended up leaving because i was offered redundancy so i took a year off um after my maternity leave i took a year off to be with her now i was again i was incredibly lucky and i had another little girl but I knew that, I, you know, being at home all the time wasn't really for me either, as much okay. as I wanted to be with them. I knew yeah. that I didn't really want to be doing nothing.
0: So okay. I took my
1: redundancy money and I started up a bakery. So I went from oh. cement <laughs> to flour and sugar. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the bakery was really—it was something I thought I could do what, around the girls, which I yes. managed to do for quite a few years, um, and it was nice. But then again, it just grew and it got bigger, and it stopped being something that I could do around the girls, and it started to become a business that I was fully invested in. Um, okay. I, you know, it became a full time job again. You know, which is what you were.
0: What you were. T- Trying to avoid. To avoid. Yeah.
1: So, I suppose you've made one change
0: already from the purchasing into the bakery. Um, so, tell me a little bit about when that you felt that was coming too much for you, that bakery, and, and what, what
1: happened there okay so I suppose the reality for anybody so we made a majority of our, the stuff we made was wedding cakes um, everybody gets married in the summer and everybody gets married at the weekend Yeah. Um, and I, when the girls were small this was fine because there wasn't sort of school holidays but as the, the girls grew up bigger um, okay. I worked every weekend during the summer and um, we couldn't go away for the summer because most of the turnover wow. happened in the summer months um, yeah. and it just became, after, so I, now to be fair I was in the bakery for about 8 years um, but it got to the point where it just didn't fit our our family life. I mean, the girls yeah. were playing sports, they needed to be at football matches and basketball matches, and it just didn't work anymore. Of course, anymore. of course. Now, it was slowly. I mean, I didn't just decide not to do it. It took me about a year to make that transition. And again, I was incredibly lucky. I went back into construction really quickly, um, and I got a job as a purchasing manager for the construction industry because it is a fairly unique set of skills. Uh, yeah. Construction is a different sort of industry um, and so I went back to construction and I was there for about a year and a half and I you know it dawned on me that there was a reason I left it in the first place. Nothing had changed in the ten years I had been away yeah. it was the same the same situation, the same work ethics it was the same everything um and that's where i made a choice that i needed to do something different something different and before
0: i actually even go into what that something different was when you went back to um the construction industry was it back to a 40-hour week again or had anything on that side
1: changed um it it wasn't no it was part-time now i mean it was what we did was it it was yeah it was part-time but i mean i worked a lot Mm. um I mean, I was struggling. I had my husband travels a lot, so he wouldn't be there for drop-offs and pickups. so yes, I was trying to work both of them around. It was in town, it was based in town, and my girls were out up in school and step aside. so it was a, a struggle to get into work for t- on time, particularly when he yes. was traveling and to get back to school, I mean, they finish at two o'clock or half two and you know, so um it was oh, wow. part- time it became really difficult to sort of maintain my job and be able to get back out and get the girls. Um, I suppose there's one thing that I I do need to say is, uh, and I know everybody makes their own decision about their own family and that's, you know, nobody's to be criticized for the decision they make. When I had my girls, my main promise to myself was that I would get them out of primary school, that I would be there for them every day, that I would pick them up from school. I would drop them off. Oh, I love it. yeah, my my big thing is that you know I get more information in the half an hour that I pick them up from school and get back to the house, and I do it any other time in the day. Yeah, that's yeah. when they want to tell you everything. Um, and so for me, uh, my career didn't really matter. Uh, it yeah, was that, as long as I could fit it around them. Um, and so the, the construction industry, it, it's not that type of job. It, it is full on. It's very busy, and you can't really do it on a part time basis. Um, yeah. So after about a year and a half, that that became the reality, and um. Yeah. So I decided and, you know, on my third change.
0: Yeah. so And that is a such a typical story of so many people I deal with and I talk to is that sort of pick up, drop off and, you know, your partner working long hours as well. So, you know, I can totally see why obviously you came to another decision. So that must have been your turning point then at that stage.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I suppose while I was working in the construction industry, I had sort of looked to find something more suitable, something less um, intense. Um, yeah. But the reality was that all the jobs that were part-time were way below my my level of qualifications. They were way below my abilities. And so yes. I looked at jobs and said, well, I could do that, but I'd be bored out of my mind because it's not really what I want to be doing. And although I wanted to work and I always worked and I've always had my own sort of independent financial income. Yeah. I didn't want to just do anything like, you know, so, uh, you know, I had to weigh up whether I wanted to just have a job for the sake of having a job and not really be fulfilled or whether I wanted to do something that could actually make a difference. Um, Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, so bring that brings you up to setting up the business that you have at the moment. What was that like, or did it take a lot of courage to go out and set something up?
1: Well, I, actually, so I I went and did um, a springboard course, um, which was free for a state, you know, for homemakers, um, yep. which is free for homemakers uh, in the Innovation Academy in UCD. So it was on innovation and enterprise, Brilliant. and the, there was three phases in it and the second phase was about creating a business idea um, and so I know lots of people who are in a similar situation where they would like to have a job but they've been out for so long and it was really hard to get back in so I did a huge amount of research at that for my course you know um to find what the obstacles were, how we could um, how we could do it differently. Like, there's loads of jobs boards, there's loads of training boards, but yes. how and what it was that we could provide to make it different. Um, so I was in the Innovation Academy, and that's where the Back to Work Connect came from. Um, now, I did go back into an office environment for about six months, um, and then I was incredibly lucky. I got a place on the Social um, in the social Entrepreneurs Academy. So what they do is they, wow, Gina, they brilliant. invest on, in... Um, high potential social enterprises. So businesses that are trying to make a social impact that are sustainable in a business model, but that are trying to make, do something different, do something for the benefit. Um, so that took me up to sort of last May where I decided that I was going to do Back to Work Connect full time. So I did the program with, um, social entrepreneurs, um, which led me to all sorts of different stages in building, um, you know the business plan and the business model canvas and all the research and the customer validation and all that kind of stuff to sort of get to a point where we built our website last year um, and it went live early this year so we have been able to sort of grow the business slowly but we have we've backed up everything we've done with a huge amount of research and understanding about the users that we're trying to target. That
0: is fantastic that's absolutely brilliant you know I suppose you probably went out and found all these places to go to and get get the help that you needed. So, I mean, even that in itself is probably very hard for anyone in your situation to find all these places to, that offer
1: courses. You know, is that easily accessible now? For people. it's not i mean it, it is a lot of work um, and yeah. I certainly don't have any balance in my life right now um i I'm do again i'm incredibly lucky and grateful I got a place on enterprise Ireland's new frontiers program so I did the phase one um, and I'm now in phase two so Brilliant. phase two is a funded program so they invest in the business idea which is huge validation for me that i so I'm now I can now see people who are can see the idea and they can see the benefit of it. Um, and so that gives you the encouragement to continue, to keep going. Good stuff, brilliant. Um, but I have to be honest... Um, I'm really lucky. I I have a husband who is really supportive in this. um, And he knows that because he's able to go out to work every day, that he has to support me and whatever I'm doing because I look after the kids. Um, So he gets to go out to work from, you know, nine to five. Um, So he's hugely supportive. Um, And because with anybody setting up a business, you have to A, invest your own money in it. And B, there's not very much return in the early years. So you have to be able to accept that you're doing this for nothing. For a yeah. long time, um, and that's not for everybody. And not everybody can afford to do it, and not everybody wants to do it. Yeah, yeah. But if you don't have the support of somebody behind you, it makes that journey even more difficult. Um, so, I have been very lucky um, in my in my journey so far. Now, I'll be honest.
0: Oh, that's brilliant! It's really, really good. Um, if you were to give yourself advice, then say um, the Gina of years ago, <coughs> would there be any advice you would give her? to change anything?
1: I certainly would, I would say. (laughs) Listen more in school. Stop acting <laughs> the maggot. Do your exams properly. Uh, yeah. Go to college when you finish school. Don't leave it to go at night time because it's difficult when you go at night time. Yeah. Then you have to yeah. work and then you have to study. Um, so I would say absolutely. Uh, all my reports as a child, So um, where Gina is a giddy goat, she never stops <laughs> yeah. She's She doesn't pay attention. She doesn't try hard enough. Um, so I would say, you know, just pay attention for the last two years in secondary school. Really put your, your head to the stone like and get it done. Um, and that might have made my journey that little bit easier. I suppose yeah. <laughs> you probably um, would have got somewhere faster. College has been. Yeah, um, I'm not sure whether my ultimate destination would have changed. Um, yeah. But I know trying to study at night is difficult, and that journey is difficult. Um, and if you can do it while you're young, and you know, at, in that time in your life, you know. Now, to be fair, I have gone back to college. I don't have many times at this stage. Yeah. Like you know, I did. I went back to. Um, ncad to do um a course in photography because i just really liked photography and you know i spent a year doing that i um, i did digital marketing in Blackrock rock and i you know, wow. so I've, I've always maintained that um learning that that need to learn something new or the, that i know that if the only way that you progress in your life is that if you keep updating your skills and if you keep learning new things and absolutely so, yeah so, so my, maybe, maybe that is giddiness is, is that um, you were- um
0: yeah, maybe the giddiness that you were told you had years ago is actually paying off with all these different interests and stuff. So I like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, well you know, you know, I look at my, my young kids, my girls now, like you know, my youngest is you know is a bit giddy as well. And you know, I say, well, you know, it can't be all that bad, you know. I haven't yeah. turned out too badly, you exactly. know, even if it doesn't happen for you in primary school or secondary school that there's so many different options um but if you could do it the easy way why not exactly why not
0: exactly um
1: and Gina could do
0: you write your goals down do you have goals now going forward for the next six months 12 months or, or
1: what do you like in setting goals for yourself um I wouldn't be great I, I mean to be fair um when I have something that I really want to do so like new frontiers was a goal of mine um great. earlier this year in January and I wrote it down every day great new brilliant love frontiers, that every single day um for bigger goals um they're not as defined um my goal is to have something that i want to do that i'm happy doing that i can make a difference um, and that i have a balance in my life um ultimately that's what we all crave isn't it it's absolutely um, at the moment there isn't much balance uh because i'm working a lot to try and get this business up and running but it's not always going to be like that It's like when your kids are small, they're not always going to be small. It's not always going to be a huge challenge. You know, you do come over the hill and come around the roundabout and things change and they get better. Um, So although it might be difficult now, it's not always going to be. Yes,
0: that's actually a really good way of saying it. Like when the kids are young, you think they're always going to be like that and then they grow up. And so it's like your business. It's at a young stage and it's all hands on. But when it grows up, you'll hopefully step back a little bit. I like yeah, that. Yeah. That's
1: good. And he's lots of minding right now, you know, early yeah. or late nights. And yeah, <laughs> early,
0: yeah. very good.
1: Um, do you know, Gina, what makes you happy? Um, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, what makes me happy, if I was to choose a thing that I could do every day, I would stand on you a know, basketball court or a football pitch and watch my girls playing sports. Brilliant. I'm a huge fan of female sport. I think it's so important, and it's so important for girls, and I could do anything to be able to watch them all day long. I love watching how good they are, how hard they work. Um, And I think women don't get nearly as much credit for the amount of work and dedication they put into their sport as men do. Um, And yeah, so oh my, my my whole weekends are spent standing on a court or a basketball or a football pitch watching my two girls yeah brilliant it, that, that absolutely
0: makes me happy that's brilliant that's fantastic um would you have any idea of books that you could advise our listeners or is there any books that you've read yourself that really really sort of resonated with you in your journey
1: um i suppose i, I do read a lot um i i'm reading a book at the moment called the the mother of all jobs by christina Armstrong. Um, And it's about the the concept of whether you can have um, a career and a family. Um, And I think the reality is that it's not actually possible because women are just hardwired to feel guilty regardless of whether they're at home or whether they're not at home or whether they're doing enough or whether they're not doing enough. Um, And I think the reality is that if we could just be honest with each other and say, this is tough, this is actually really tough and some days are better than others um, and accept it. Um, so that's a good one. But the one I read before that was um, it was called "Get Rich, Lucky Bitch," and it's about <laughs> mindset. I love that have, title. Particularly, yeah, about um, about women who have this mindset where they just give over their financial well-being to somebody else, whether it be their partner or their husband or whatever. Um and it's about unlocking this and it's about saying, no, I am worthy of having all of these nice things because I work for them um, and I deserve them. Because mothers again wow. tend to give all of their effort and resources to keeping their kids going or to paying for their whatever that is the kids need. And they're the last people to actually benefit. Um, so yeah, they're are the two books I've read that aren't aren't fun and fiction. Um, yeah. So the one I read that was fiction. Um, I read a book called American Dirt. Oh, which I love Which is really it. good. Yeah. highly recommend it. Yeah. Super I book. I actually yeah. couldn't put it down. I was yeah. I'm nearly afraid to turn the page because I didn't want to hear anything bad that had happened to the two yeah. characters. Uh, so yeah. Love it. So, that, yeah,
0: that's good. I like reading books that aren't always a self-help. It's nice to have a bit of escapism yes, yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, um, and do you know what your
1: values are? I think my, you know... My family are, are the most important people in the world, you know, yeah. whether it be my, my husband and my two girls, my two sisters, my mom and my nieces and nephews. I mean, they are like life is so short. Um, And if you can't value those people who are around you, then you're doing something wrong because they they could be gone tomorrow. Um, oh, wow. And so, yeah. I, you know, telling them you love them every day or as often as you can and spending time with them and just actually spend quality time with them, not just physically being in the room with them, but actually going out to play or, you know, going out for a few drinks or whatever it is that you need to yeah, do. Yeah, um, yeah. But valuing the people who are closest to you because ultimately they're the ones that support you through everything you need. So true. Very, very true.
0: What would you say, you know, I w- if I was looking for three pieces of advice that you could give the listeners if they're in a stage where i suppose they're they're either stuck in their career or maybe they're at home looking to get back into the workforce what three you know bits of advice would you feel you could give them from your journey
1: um, i suppose there's if you're going to do something do it properly give okay. it 100% yeah you know don't have any regrets don't stand back if it doesn't work and say well if i had it on this or if i had it on that give it your all and if it doesn't work then at least you can say i've done my best um, and you know about advice um i pitched to four independent panel panelists last week and i pitched back to work connect three of them got it and one just didn't and he just didn't get it and no matter how i might try to explain he just didn't get it so take advice but take it with a pinch of salt because everybody takes on things differently Brilliant. um and you know and it's like don't take it personally if somebody doesn't get it yeah if you get if you get rejected from a job interview, it's not its not a reflection on you. It's a reflection yes. on the person who is choosing who they want. You might just not fit into it. Um, and so Great. to be able to not take things as personally as you would like, <laughs> um, because often it's not really to do with you at all. It's to do with the person who
0: Very is choosing much. or is
1: on the other side. Yeah. So they, yeah. They, that'd be it. Like, you know, yeah. be careful whose advice you take. Um, and don't take things too personally. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Absolutely, um, and I know. Obviously, you're really busy, and and you know you're really, as you said, getting the the business up and running. But would you say that you are now living life on your own terms, not just your career, but your life? Or where are you in regards to that?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I'm I'm at an age where I don't need the approval of other people as much as I would have in my early years. Um, I, I kind of do my own thing. I don't need. Um, yeah, it's funny. Um, I am definitely working too hard at the moment, but we are at the point where um, our, our girls are a little bit older. They're absolutely no bother at all. You know, life is becoming, you know, enjoy. we, we enjoy going on holidays. I know we're not going anywhere this year. Yeah. But you know, they're definitely good company to be with. Um, and again, this phase is not going to last forever um and in a couple of years time they won't want me dropping them off to their football matches or the basketball matches so it's just to you know to live in the moment and to make the most of it because it changes so quickly ultimately
0: yeah very good very good um i'd like to thank you so much gina i really am inspired by everything you've done and all the changes you've made and i'm really looking forward to seeing how um back to work connect goes and i look forward to talking to you again in the
1: future you're very good. Thanks so much for having me, I'm Marie. Like, I really appreciate it, and I'm delighted. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks so much for listening to my podcast. I hope you take away some positive steps from it. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe for free and tell your friends. If there is anyone's story that you would love to hear, please message me, and I'll do my best to interview them. Thanks for listening and for living life on your own terms.